0: Everyone, Liam Hillier here with Talk Tonight Sports. I'm joined by Ben Ben Jones, boxer. Uh, how are you getting on? You okay, pal?
1: Very good, mate. Not not bad at all. That's Living like the dream. Your end? It's not too bad, to be honest, mate. Not too bad at all. Um, I, I mean, I've like, it's like what we were just talking about. I mean, pubs and and restaurants, things like that. Shops are shut, but it's to be honest, everyone's still at work, and um, everything everything seems still busy, which. Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, I do not know. Um, yeah, 100%. 100%. I know what you mean. I'm here to live, not here to
0: die. Here exactly. To <laughs> Fantastic. Right, okay. Um, so, just getting into a brief, brief over, overview of what your career and things. Um, 22 wins, 10 yep. KO's, 7 losses and 1 draw. Fantastic record, to be fair. And some some great names on there, the likes of uh, Stephen Smith and Lee Selby as well. Um, two two names, which are household names now, in a way, with the boxing community. Um, also, Hell5 titles, which is the IBO... Uh, British Board of Conduct or whatever it's called, Camerawell one's called, and then the WBO uh, Intercontinental. Um, I mean, a great career there. To be fair, um, I think if you if you look back at the start of your career and said to yourself, "I've got five titles under my, under my name by the time I've retired," you'd be happy with that, wouldn't you? I mean, hundred percent, you would be happy with that. Um,
1: you would be, yeah, that's right. I mean, don't get me wrong as as a fighter, I, I would. You always want more, don't you? you know, but yeah. um, don't get me wrong.
0: Five titles. Yeah. I've got to be proud of myself, yes. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, right, okay, so um, just just to start off, how, how did you end up getting into boxing? I mean, I, I boxed myself only on a very, very small level. Um, everyone's got a different story and you always find it's yeah. interesting with the fighters and how you end up falling into it. So, how did you get into it then?
1: There's a few reasons really. Um, my well, Strangely enough, my uh, in my family, my dad's side of the rough side of the family, like they're they're the dragged up, rough and tough sort of <laughs> the, the judges as such, you know. Yeah. And um, and everyone would would presume that it was that was the reason why I got into boxing. Probably is one of the reasons. Yes. Yeah. But my mum's my mum's dad was a champion boxer in the forces.
0: That's no, um,
1: okay. And and uh, I spoke I spoke to a few a um, few old boys that knew knew my granddad in his time and and said. If it weren't for the wars and stuff, he'd have been a, a big, big champion of as, as a professional, like you know. And um, yeah. obviously, hit him right at the wrong time, the wars and stuff, you know. So, but yeah, so that that was half the reason why I got in. Also, um, I was such a hyperactive young lad <laughs> boxing and probably lots of other sports, uh, rugby, I was involved in football in a huge way, um, but. Boxing I to, as well as obviously football and a few others, but I I, ne- I needed I needed something to calm me down and boxing was the one.
0: Yeah. I mean it's a disciplined sport, isn't it, at the end of the day. Um I've from personal experience I can tell you for me, it's helped me massively with my discipline. But when I was a kid I wasn't really interested okay. in anything. As soon as I fell into boxing, I, I um I felt like I was at home of it, really. I was a footballer. I right, to play rugby, right. was very too, small, too small. And I uh, ended up getting knocked around the pitch too much when I was playing rugby. So I felt like I needed to go to um, something else. So we went over to boxing. And um, yeah, just, I just took a shine to it straight away. And I think that's the main thing. If you can stand with the discipline, you can stand with the uh, the, the rough and toughness of it, then it's the best sport out there, 100% to be involved in. Um, so... Just um, one thing which I would want to say is, um, I've always been interested into where you got the name Jora cell from. Where, where did that? Where did that pop up as as your nickname? Is it because you're hyperactive? I guess. Like
1: the well, self a little from bit it? from what I just said. then. Yes, I see. I mean, I suffered with ADHD as well, right. so I mean, there, there was half the reasons why I got into into boxing and, and sport in general. Um, and because I was so high, my mum named me Duracell as a young kid. Um, <laughs> it keeps on going. I was that type of kid that just never stopped. Um, yeah. And um, and I, I even from school, I, I, um, I went to school. I stayed on an hour after school to always play a, a sport, whatever it was. After yeah. that, I'd be going to boxing. I'd do my hour and a half for boxing. From that, my mum would pick me up and drive me to football. Right. And then from football... Uh, um, that was, I mean, by that time, I'd done at least every night, I'd done three hours of sport. That was, that was just how I was.
0: Great. I mean, at that, and, and that I'm still break. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, fantastic. I mean, at that, at that age, especially, you always want to get um, involved in stuff. And as I said, especially when I was younger, I, I always wanted to be doing some kind of sport. And, um, I mean it does it definitely does help with with the we're saying you've got ADHD a few of my family members have had that and I know keeping yourself occupied sports, been a massive help yeah. for them. so um just um going off one thing is you mentioned you were going to the gym after where did you, where was your actual gym I tried to google all this but I couldn't I couldn't see exactly what gym you'd come from um uh, was that gym you trained at
1: I was. I, I went to my, my first days of boxing until I was. Until I turned professional, was Crawley Amateur Boxing Club, so right, Crawley, okay. which Crawley's run next to Gatwick Airport, basically. So yeah, yeah, just, just south of
0: London there. So yeah, fantastic. Yeah, a bit of cracking I,
1: club there.
0: Yeah. Um, so just, I always, I always find it interesting to ask. Um, was it yourself who kind of thought, you know, what I've got an opportunity like you had it, if you know what I mean, and. Was it yourself or was it one of your coaches who said, you know what, this kid's got something special there. Um,
1: Both in some ways. Uh, the hardest thing, as I said earlier, I was, I was, I was involved in so many different sports. Um, I, uh, I I played for Fulham football as well. I was a, right. a half-decent okay. footballer. Um, so it was a little bit of making decisions. Um, I played for the county of rugby, so I was a good rugby player. Even I'm yeah. tiny, as you know, I'm a, I was a featherweight So and I yeah, played to yeah. Scrum Half. And, the, and the, the, hardest, the the hardest thing with that is I either went one way as a, as a rugby player and bulked up, yeah. or went the other way as a boxer and trimmed down, which
0: yeah. is, you know, that's
1: off <laughs> what you do. So so that was an easy decision to make. I went into boxing. Okay, so there was my decision. The football was difficult um, because I was I was good at football and, and I didn't need to be huge. I was a, yeah. I was playing on a wing or I was a small striker and I didn't need to be big. I was very strong anyway because of the boxing, um, aggressive, and, and, and my, my balance was good. So I didn't really need to choose. So really, the, 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 the two sports chose themselves in the, in the long run. I loved, in the end, it came to football or boxing. Yeah. Um, and football, it was more of the opportunities I had in boxing than I did in football. Um, I was at Fulham when it, when Ray Wilkins, Kevin Keegan, Alan Smith were there, Al just <laughs> over. So I was in them difficult times of football, um, I was the only player with the goalkeeper that was still left from the from the 14 right. and um, I, um, and money come I mean we, yeah. we had players coming from all over the place um, different and I, you could see that I was going to be pushed out you know yeah. I'd already all my team had been pushed out and I felt like it was going to happen yeah um, from that went on to Exeter, yeah. went right down south played a little bit down there Okay. And just, just, just so I started losing a little bit of love of football to be honest. And thought, yeah. do you know what I'm gonna concentrate on boxing? And as soon as I did, I started I changed from uh from a decent boxer to you know a very good boxer. And I thought, do you know what, this is this is where I wanna be.
0: Yeah.
1: And there was my decision myself in some ways, but um, circumstances made them made that happen.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, a good friend of mine uh, played for Everton for a long while with likes of Ross Barkley and uh, James McArthur, um, and um, he got dropped because he was. he told him he was too small, uh, and then he tried to go on to a bit of a lower level. I think he went to play for, um, I think it was like Salford or something. I can't remember exactly who it was, but um, he just felt like the level changed from from being at like. Similar to yourself, a Fulham going to Exeter, it is a massive difference in, in sport, isn't it? Um, it's it is a completely a big different sport true. at that point. Um, so, I mean, I'm just looking around your room now. There's a few, there's few interesting photos which you've got. You've got Rocky on the wall there. I can see you've got yourself. I think. Oh got, yeah, um, I'll show you. Round up. I'll show ah, you round. Muhammad Ali. There you go. <laughs> is that is that Sugar Ray Leonard on the wall there? Yeah. The,
1: the Sugar Ray Leonard. He's my hero. Oh, fantastic. And, um, and, his jokes. and then I don't know who this bloke is. And <laughs> I ain't got a clue is. There's <laughs> the legend
0: uh, Greatest of all today, Mohamed Ali. Yeah. Ironically, He's, I've um, actually got a pair of Roberto Duran shorts on the wall here, which are signed Roberto Duran. So, I mean, <laughs> it's quite a coincidence you've got Sugar Ray uh, Leonard and I've got Duran up here. Uh,
1: the famous four, uh, the yeah, famous four with me as well. They were what I was brought up. I, yeah. uh, my, dogs called, my dog's called Marvin.
0: <laughs> after so had, I got but, dog,
1: yeah. I got yeah my i had a dog before bless him um he, he's, he's died now of old age but he um he he um was called leonard right so okay. i'm gonna have to famous sports dogs as well one day <laughs> <laughs> just go through them yeah
0: fantastic um yeah cool so um i'm just i've been watching a few of your videos just trying to obviously familiarize myself with with your, with your stuff i mean you've had a, a 12-year career if i'm not mistaken a professional level um which is a hell of a long time for for a boxer and to be a, a high level all the way through your career is is a big achievement um yeah. just one thing which i picked up is your kind of style which you had it's very very tight guard very close together which is great um very i feel like it was a bit more counter punch than than um then straight you know it like kind of you you were very counter punched yeah. um, you're always on the front front uh, front foot sorry which was um which yeah. in My opinion is a very perfect style. It's something which I tried to go for when I was boxing, um, and I mean yeah, it yeah. seems to work for you. Um, was there any inspirations you had? I mean, we just mentioned about the, the big four. There was there any in particular which were the big yeah. four, which were the main ones, or was it was it another boxer you, as a whole? Do you know what?
1: Not really. I think it just suited me as um, yeah. as a as my name said, Duracell. So I I, I threw hundreds of hundreds of punches per, per round. You know, I was, yeah, uh, yeah. I remember one of my, one of my Sky Sports um, um, bouts, I, it was a six rounder and I, and, I, and I threw 800 punches in six rounds. And I remember um, <laughs> Jeez. It, it could have been Johnny Nelson or someone like and I said, I've never seen anyone throw as many punches as that. <laughs> and that just showed me, you know, that's just how I was. So I had a lot of energy and the come forward and not let people go type of um, action worked for me especially as a pro with the, with the longer rounds and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, as an amateur, I was a little bit different. But also, was, again, when I was amateur, it was point scoring. So it was a little bit more in and out and um, yeah. And had a different style to it. But changing to professional, I think, suited my game more. I was more of a rough and tough, come forward, um, type of boxer. And I like to overwhelm people with such, you know? So that was, that was my plan and that seemed to work for me.
0: Yeah, I mean I mean going from amateur straight over to professional is a whole different sport is itself, isn't it? I mean, you're going from the head guard and as soon as you receive your first punch without the head guard on, everything changes Ooh. in my opinion. It's uh it's mad. I mean, the most I've done is three, four rounds. Um, so three minutes, four rounds, and that, that's the most mm. I've ever gotten to. And at the end of them four rounds, like I, I was you feel it, you completely feel it. Um I mean I, I can i've seen your fights i've seen how high high pace it is i mean i was looking at it, i was getting tired watching into fair for what it for what it was it's a fantastic output on there. and i mean that that's that's why you're at the level you was i mean looking at all the stuff on there it's a mm-hmm. great career against against great people I'm looking at the, the uh the box wreck and stuff that there's names on there which i i certainly know yeah. of um and i know other people will know of as well and um some great wins on there as well um, one thing which I always ask is, you won, you won five belts. Uh, sorry, not five belts, five titles. Pardon me. Um, yeah. What was, what was it like the first time that your hand was raised to, to win your first title?
1: Do you know what? I mean, my first title wasn't a huge title. It was the International Masters, so it was, um, right. it was your stepping stone to to move to other things, but. It, I think, changed me in a huge way. I mean, one, I, I realised, I think it was only my fifth, sixth fight, something like that, but realised that I could I could do 10 rounds at the time, it was 10 rounds that one, at yeah. a flat-out pace, um, which straight away put, put you on a whole different pedestal as a person, so you, your confidence was there. Um, I remember I used to train down a gym called TKO in London. In, in, okay, uh, yeah, East London, yeah, further up. And I remember um, Johnny Eames was the... Was the um, was the main trainer down there. Right. And he said to me, do you know what, ben? from winning that small title, you have fr- improved so much. And I don't really understand how or why, just from who you have in that title. But it's it's confidence. And and um, it just took me and realised what I was good at and what I was better at. And I could work on it. So straight away, um, um, them titles are, are a big thing. Okay, they're, they're a starting start title. I shouldn't say it like that because there's people that win them and that's their lot and, and you know what, it's a fantastic thing so I'll never knock yeah. that but if you're trying to move on to the next levels and, and stuff, they, they're perfect. You need these, you need every stepping stone all along the
0: way. Exactly, yeah. That's what you mean though, yeah. It's not it's not down speaking them, it's saying that's that's the start to no, the no, success, isn't sure. it? Yeah. That's, that's the start to the success so you shouldn't be aiming for that one, you should be aiming for higher and higher and higher and just don't, yeah. don't limit yourself. Of course, of course. Um, Hundred percent. Same as well, me.
1: I mean, in, on, sorry. So even in the end, I, I you know, I won the the WBO Intercontinental, which put me number four in the world. Yeah. I, oh, that wasn't my. That was not how I was finished. My my eyes was was bigger. You know, I wanted the world title next. You know. Yeah. Um, that's life. Okay, it didn't happen. But do you know what? You always want more. And I and I hope that everyone that's that's a professional boxer. Always wishes for more. You know, you can say oh, I had a great career. OK, I did, but I wanted more. <laughs> so, yeah, 100%. And I, and I will sit there and tell you that some of them losses shouldn't have been losses, and that's life, you know. But, yeah, but I that, always
0: want more. That's one thing which I wanted to lead into is um, I was watching a quick interview on the IFL TV, which was, you were just talking about a decision which was yeah. given against you. Um, I mean, there's been a bit of... um a bit of uproar at the minute. I think it was against the Sam Edgerton fight about two weeks ago, and there was um, there was a judge in the, the crowd or something holding. It was what he was on his phone or something during the thing, and it was it was kicking off on like all over social media. Um, yeah, I it. yeah, I, I was, it was ridiculous. But I mean, I was just wondering, what would your thoughts be in the judging system? I mean, when you were fighting to what it is now. I mean, I don't want to if you don't want to answer that question, don't. But it, I just like to know what it's like at that level. No. <laughs>
1: Heads. do you know what J- judging is difficult and, and the difficult thing is with, with judging is whether they're biased cheating or whatever I, I can't say whether they are or not but it's an it's an opinion so they've always going to have an opinion so in, in um, some ways even if the opinion with the whole crowd that was there and theirs is different yeah. it's it's their opinion supposedly so you can never take that away from them you know and, yeah. and they're so that's why judging is so difficult. I always thought, I mean, as an amateur, I always thought, you know, with today's technology, why don't we do it through computers? You know, I mean, we've, you can see on Sky Sports, you can see, why well, he's, thrown, he's thrown 100 punches. He's landed 25. He's done yeah. this. Why don't we, why don't, why don't sport go into a slightly different game and maybe say, well, you know, the, the advantages and disadvantages and it can all be scaled for a computer. No, one yeah. no, one, no one's thought then can only be a computer, yes or no.
0: Yeah, 100%. That. That's one thing with football now as well, you know, with the football, with this VAR coming in, I mean, um, that was all human error. If it was a mistake made by a referee, it was a mistake made by a referee. It was not going back, but they get to review the options. And I mean, as you're saying rightly there, it could, it could all be done with a computer, but then you're taking the human element out of a sport, which is very old school at the same time, which
1: yeah. I, I personally believe what
0: you're saying there would be right because you, you'll get the right decisions all the time um so i mean it, it's it's one of them it's it's in the sport you either deal with it or you don't deal with it um exactly I mean, that, that's boxing for you 100 percent um just one thing which um i want to ask is just at the, the the level of which you were being WB, a wbo intercontinental uh champion what's what's that like mentally and physically at that, at that level for you um because you're I mean, you're at the highest point there in, the, in that ranking system before you go to to the world yeah, title, yeah. like the, the full world title. What's that like for you mentally and physically?
1: Um, um, me- mentally, I, I believe um, I believe that any boxer, or anybody in sport, should believe they're the best. Yeah. So especially when you get to that standard, when you're right next to knocking on the doors for these world titles, in that because that's what was happening. Then I was getting, you know, getting calls to the world. Hopefully, if he goes for that, he goes for this, we're going to go for that world title. And all these talks were going on. I was ready. So I physically and mentally was ready for that. The only bad thing when you're not ready for is all the letdown side of it, which is always going to happen. Yeah, after this, it's definitely going to happen. They've said yes to this. They've said
0: that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the hardest thing is, is, is boxing's about your fans. Which I yeah. think, I think it, you know, all the people that supported me, I had a lovely, massive crowd. You know, yeah. always sold plenty of, plenty of tickets, which was good. But you try telling me about the next one is gonna be the world title, but it went on for ten, for ten fights. Yeah, you know? I can imagine. Yeah, and you sort of felt like, "Stand to my, it ain't my fault." What I'm being told, you know, and um, yeah, it's difficult. So that mentally, is difficult.
0: Yeah. I mean that's um that that's promoters more more so isn't it and yourself and how things happen in boxing. I mean there's some great boxers out there who I, who I know. Um, I mean Martin Murray is an instance who's from Saint Helens. I've um I've done some PTs with him for last year, and he was uh he was telling me situations where he'd fought Golovkin, and he felt on top of the world. Yes, he lost the fight, but there were some decisions which he. He should have took and there were some decisions which he did he wasn't allowed to take. And I mean, similar to yourself, he was W, uh, I think it was WBC Intercontinental, I'm not too sure exactly what belt it was. Um, but that, that was to the level he wanted, and he was always going for the title fight. But similar to yourself, we're saying he was like oh, so, so many times, so it's a sport which is it's as. It's as weird as it, it's going to get, isn't it, at that point? Because you, 100%. It's, it's 100% not down to you at that point. It is, it's the promoters, it's the different fighters, it's it's the venues, it's the money more than anything at that point. Um, so, I mean, just, just going off a few other things I've got uh, to ask you on here. Um, I mean, there's one thing which has just popped up recently, which is the um, Callum Smith and the Canelo fight, yeah. which is a fight which has been which has popped up, um, which has been in talks for years and years. I, I don't actually know whether there's fans available at this one because of the current situation, which is on. It's only in yeah. December mm-hmm. the 19th. I'm not, I'm not too sure whether fans will be allowed into it. It's, it's in America, mm-hmm. so I'm not too sure. But it's a fight which could have sold out arenas. It, it could have sold out Anfield. They tried mm-hmm. to get out several times. And um, I was wondering what your thoughts on that would be. What would you, would you think between that, Canelo and, or, or Smith? Who, who do you think has got uh, that one?
1: Do you know what? It's the weirdest and best. I I mean, I see it the other day uh, that it was advertised on Twitter and I was, um, well, surprised when it happened. it was brilliant. I mean, in theory, as boxers go, um, Canelo's got to be one of the pound for pound best because what he's done. He's got through the weights as well. And uh, I really, really truthfully think that Callum can do this. I really do. One, Cullum's so much bigger. Cullum's, Awkwardly tall as well. Classy, classy fighter in my eyes. Absolute class, class of a fighter. And I think he, if he, I, personally, how I would look at this, I'd watch your you Mayweather's how he fought him. Mayweather's yeah. the total opposite to, to Callum. But he can box him and, and um, nullify everything that Canelo does. And that is yeah. what uh, Mayweather did. But Canelo could do it by using his size, his reach, and also obviously he's got a, he's got a weight advantage of natural weight as such, you know. Canelo yeah. actually isn't that tall, and I think I think Canelo, I think Callum could put himself on the map as being, if not the best pound for pound fighter on the planet from
0: being this. Yeah, potentially. This. Yeah, I mean everyone's going about the difference in because uh, we fought Kovalev, we went up a weight, didn't need to fight Kovalev, uh, Canelo a few months ago, and obviously come out of with a yeah. knockout. Um, but I mean, Kovalev was—he's a great boxer with a great record, but he was at yeah. the end, I guess. At that point, he—he he was getting on a little the air bit. Course, course. Um, still so got to, get to a win, to, yeah, to come up against a guy who's um, who's got the the power, the the strength, the speed, and the height advantage on Canelo, I, I believe with with Callum Smith, I think it's going to be an interesting fight. And I hope he wins because then I think um the, the rematch there will be a rematch clause for in there somewhere and I think that'll be at Anfield in, in Liverpool. I think that's going oh, mean, that's happened. I mean, that will mean, I mean. be the best thing to happen here since um probably yeah. Muhammad Ali and uh George not George Foreman, George um what's his name? Oh, I've lost his name. At Wembley. What was his name? Oh anyway, I'll come back to me in a minute. He died a few yeah, years I ago. What you
1: me. I know. It's because you said George, you ain't George
0: um... Not George, um uh, what's his name? He, he died a few Henry
1: years Copa. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Henry the Copa. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's He's the one. Broadway, yeah, so... that's, that's my that's my area. That's that's where we're from. That area, you know, um, he, he he would have only been 15 miles, maybe 20 miles from where I live now. You know, oh, so fantastic. that's Yeah,
0: so the <laughs> big saying that 15, drum, 20
1: man. miles down here it takes me an hour and a half, two hours to drive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's it. about a bad road. <laughs> Get the cheap, get the team. Um, one thing which I always say is, um, well, I always have to ask one of all my, all my guests is, um, when you, you fought some tough people on there, would you would you put anyone out there to say was your toughest fight, or would you say they were all as tough as each other? Because I know I, I just find it's interesting to ask that question to you. Of course, of course,
1: it's, it's strange because obviously, um your, um, your Lee Selby's and your, and your Smiths should be. On paper, they're they 2 um, you two big huge names, you know. Yeah. Um. Um. And it it all depends on when they get you in your in your career. That's that's the problem as well, you know. Um. I had a real tough, good fight with Lee Selby. I, I'd like you to watch that on YouTube.
0: He's on there. Yeah, and I've seen me, it. Fantastic whether, fight. To be fair.
1: Tell me whether you think I completely lost because do you know what I think that was a I think he won the first two rounds comfortably. I think the third round was close. And I don't think I won it. I won after that, you know? Yeah, again... So it's... I think the worst scenario, that was a draw.
0: Judging system, at least. I mean, I think at minimum it was a draw there, uh, at least... Um... But again, but look, look what he went on and created after that. So good luck to him. Exactly. And, yeah. Uh, he is a great fighter on the but, I mean you give as good as you got in that fight as well. And I mean it really could have gone either way, in my opinion, looking at it.
1: And that was that was my prime then, you know. That was yeah. my that was at my top step thing. I, I moved on, I think I fought for the English title against it, a guy called Akash Batia, which was he was um, an England boy when I was amateur, and Maloney at the time was singing about MB in. Um, world class, and you know it was, it was at the time where everyone was moving up, and cash better had the big name. Like, this is he's going to be the next world champion and whatever. Yeah. All on Sky Sports, so it was a it was a tough fight, but um I completely done done the business, you know, that night and and yeah. showed the difference in class. Yeah. Um So there you go. So um, mm-hmm. I, yes, so yeah, that, that that was my tough fights going yeah. through over.
0: Enjoyed everything <laughs> um, with the five titles which you won, um, what what one would you say meant the most here? What one was? I mean, some people say it's the first one they won. Some people say it's the, the first one they won in amateurs, or it's the first one they won at the highest level, or, or the, the last fair, one they won. Fair. You know, um, I mean, was there any in particular which really meant something like that? Was like, oh my god, that that's that's it. You know, was there yeah. the one which you meant the most.
1: Well, talking just about that last, what I was just talking about, there's a cash bat here. No, I'm yeah, I, fought yeah. in, I fought in, I for the English title, so it was the sort of the middle of my career. But that put me to move to the next level, if such. You won yeah. the English title, then you you have move on for British Commonwealth, or you moved on. I and I, I didn't. I moved on to the IBO and going on to the WBO European. So I, I moved a whole different way. But that, but that. Jumped me to the next level as such, you know. He was he was ranked up in the in the you know the top two in Britain, and um, it moved me into great positions through the uh, through my career. So yeah. I would say probably that's my biggest because of that. Obviously, the biggest um, my biggest belt is the
0: WBO Intercontinental because yeah. where it put me, you know, and, and where it is biggest turning uh, point in your career at that point, then isn't it? Going up to the next yeah. level, um, right. Um, what would you say is the best arena or venue you've ever fought at? I mean, if you've fought at some big places, what would you say is the best one?
1: Oh, it's, I mean, to be honest, I think it's got to be the O2. Um yeah, The O2 is a, it's a fabulous stadium. And uh, and uh, yes, I, I think it's got to be that. Obviously, there's I've had some I've had some nice ones. I went to Spain, I fought in Barcelona. and got my pants pulled down for that one, actually. So, <laughs> completely robbed on that one. But uh, there you go. But yeah, uh, on the O2. I think you you don't get much better as a stadium in Britain apart from the football stadiums, you know, the Wembleys yeah. and the and your and your home, son. Yeah, O2. I'd say. Yeah,
0: is there a reasoning behind that? Do you reckon it's more so the, the 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 noise of the crowd, or is it? Yeah, I think it's
1: yeah. set up for it. I think they've um, obviously it was made for that, you know, to make yeah. it. And and I think it's. I mean, obviously, you can fit eighteen thousand people in there. It's a huge huge and they're all on top of each other um i had a good load of my friends um celebrity friends as well in in the in the boxes so it made yeah. it a great great time do you know what i mean so yeah shame really it was actually Everybody that, that, one, that one was at the end of my career as well which is a real yeah. shame but you know.
0: i mean you've got to fight there at some point i mean it doesn't matter when um when, um, I mean, going back to you saying the stadiums in there, I remember it was at the um, Anthony Joshua Povetkin fight the other year at Wembley, and there was, I um, know, Callum Frocher, sorry, Carl Frocher always says 80,000 people, and that's his little catchphrase thing. But, I mean, to be in an arena that, um, with the with the noise and the, the atmosphere, and everyone rooting for an English fighter is Anthony Joshua. Um, I don't think about been there. I've been to the Echo Arena to watch fights. I've been to the MEN or whatever it's called in Manchester, now the Manchester Arena. Um, yeah, I've been yeah. to all the, the little clubs and stuff at the same time. i, I fought at sports sport banks and stuff, but to be at that level and to watch that, was, I mean, the whole fight, I had goosebumps. I can only imagine what it was like in the political like fight, but to, to watch what it was like for everyone rooting for one British yeah, fight, it was yeah. unbelievable. Um, so... Yeah, I can't imagine what it was like to fight at the 0 arena there, definitely. Um, so um, yeah, just um, uh, one thing which I always find interesting, again, is um, I mean, I, I've come from a, a, a weird background with boxing. So I started, I've been to about three or four different boxing gyms, um, just trying to find the right one. Um, you, you've you had, um, obviously, a big career what would you say to any up and coming boxer now nowadays, um, similar to myself, who, who's trying to, to to make it in a boxing sense? Um, what what would you put out there and say? Just this is what you need to do, or this is the advice I would give.
1: Um, mainly, um, I'm, I'm now I'm now going into gyms and I train I train people. So okay. obviously, one you got to learn the art and think about it, and study it. It's not about just punching each other. It's about learning the Learning the actual art behind—it's a chess game. Boxing yeah. a chess game. So think about your boxing beyond of beyond the just the you punching them and then punching you. It's a whole yeah. it's a whole different game. Um, one thing, discipline to be there and be training and um, and and um, getting your road work and getting all your hard work done. So make sure you're fit enough to do everything um, that's that's put in your position. So someone's pressuring you, you can, you can stay with them at every point. There's nothing that's going to take you off that step. Yeah. Um, one, obviously um, you keep out of trouble and keep, um, <laughs> you know, keep away from women.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's easy.
1: No, these are, these are things that um, young kids, you know, they, they, um, you know, they, they might go for it. The, they feel like it's the softer thing than the boxing club, you know, and they, and, Maybe this is, you know, they have got to concentrate, and the women and and, and however, will come afterwards. Do you see what yeah. I mean? It's not um, it's not all about um. At that time, you might feel young, and this is what you got to do. But you know what, they you know they can come in your career or after your career. Do you see what I mean? It's uh, concentrate. It's a it's a big it's a it's a big time of your life. You've got to push on with and um and last a short. Next minute you are thirty eight years old and you're a and I'm sitting here <laughs> sitting there talking about my life and, and my yeah. fights, you know? So 100%. it seems sweeties by
0: Yeah. I mean I was I was gonna ask as well, if there's one piece of advice you could give yourself when you first that if you could go back in the time of scene and speak to yourself before your first professional yeah. fight, is there anything which you would go back and say now to yourself and anything you would or would you be happy with everything that's happened, I guess, at that point.
1: I would say be patient okay. for me because I'm the most impatient person there is. <laughs> I want everything now. I'm that person, which is a good thing and a bad thing, but I needed to be controlled. Uh, management should have controlled me more. I signed with her and that was my first, it was not Eddie, it was Barry.
0: Yeah, um, yeah,
1: he's time. So that's that was that was my thing. And if I had stayed there and stayed my whole career through, then maybe I would have been in a, a different position myself. And, um, you know, maybe sitting there with with maybe a couple more belts over there. You know, yeah. But um, I, I chose to move on. Um, I moved on annoyingly because of a, a massive and, and brilliant contract from um, Frank Maloney at the time. Obviously now Kelly Maloney. Yeah. Um, and made the decision to move. It wasn't a bad decision. I. I I'm, but it turned out to be bad because obviously he he packed up and stopped and. I was left then to a point where I couldn't go back with matchroom because I just left them. I got a contract with, obviously, Frank Maloney at the time. Yeah. And it it all changed, you know. So my life changed very similar, You know, so um, my my life changed a hell of a lot with boxing. And I had to go and scrap my way back up, you know. And luckily, because I sold tickets, I was jumping on on small hall shows as such um, and getting... The point where I could fight for titles because I'd sold the tickets. I was making them enough money that I yeah. could say, "Okay, you come on my show, I will put up that title." Because titles and stuff cost money. You know, they have yeah. to um, pay a lot of thanks, sanctioning fees and and um, stuff to go with it. But yeah, yeah.
0: So make,
1: be patient.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a massive thing with boxing anyway. Which you mentioned there is ticket sales as well. I mean, even at my level, you've got to sell tickets to fight, otherwise you get the first fight in the show, the first fight out kind of thing, you know, and the decisions will go against you, and everything. it's mad. Anyway, going back onto the subject, um, five five quick fire questions, we're pretty much at the end of the podcast now. Um, I always ask this, um, favourite boxer of all time? Sugar Island. Yeah, i think we answered that before, didn't we? <laughs> um, your favourite fight of all time, apart from yours, so in boxing?
1: Um, Brera Morales, um one and two. I i I I mean I love them fights. They were fantastic. Yeah. Nigel Ben McClellan as a as a as a young man coming through it was a big like wow top fight. Um yeah. again, fantastic fighters. Um Gatti Ward. Oh I mean yeah, in I mean, my opinion. Yeah, you can't you can't you watch them and you you just take your hat off to them. Fair play. Yeah. And I don't know how someone stand there, pretty much, well put their guard down and take punches from men that are world class level punching. Yeah, take that and give back. Then take it again. Then give back and fair play to them. I, yeah. They got different. They got different brain to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, right. One thing um, which I always finds interesting as well is um, the third question I'm going to ask is what is your best best post fight meal? So the fight, like a meal which you have after a fight.
1: After the fight, uh, yeah. Okay. After the fight, we, well, before the fight, the, the the before, my my meal was piler,
0: right? Okay.
1: It was, um, it was um, carbs, very carby, uh, yeah, salty, yeah. so you could pop the waters back in and stuff. So that was my 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 after fight meal. Oh, do you know what? I'm quite simple. I'd like. I love my food. Food's mad. I love it. But I, I, um, I'd love sausage and mash and beans. <laughs> and that <laughs> sounds good to me. <laughs> I mean, just, just something simple, but just stuff my face with it. You know, I, <laughs> I mean, I like I, I like all sorts of curries. I like all sorts. But I, I like, um, yes. Yeah, I'd like a big sausage mash and beans. About <laughs> 12 sausages, that sounds good. A mash and mash, whole tin of beans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, right. Number four, um, favourite sporting memory outside of boxing. So, whether that's your own memory. Actually, let's say this. Your best sporting memory outside of boxing and what is your favourite sporting memory outside of boxing? So, like, your favourite football game or favourite rugby game and or whatever it is.
1: Okay. Okay. Um... My, my favourite memory um, was was probably um, signing for Fulham and them sort of thing, getting through and playing for the county. Then, so football wise, we're talking out of boxing here. So um, yeah, so yeah. football was probably my boom my big sporting memories. Um, my biggest um, supporting memories. Do you know what? Probably nineteen ninety World Cup. I was eight years old. I remember being on holiday with my family. And watching the Eng- England going through, I think we all got to the semi-finals that year, nineteen ninety. Yeah. That was um, that was Italia World Cup, yeah, and yeah. like your David Platts and your Gascoins and them sort, of, and loving every minute watching it with my dad and you know my, you know all on a holiday sort of vibe. That, that was probably my um, big strong lovable memories of of um, of sport. Out yeah. of boxing, obviously, that all these things are yeah, yeah, fantastic.
0: Um... I mean I was Minus 7 at that point So I was born in 97 So for me That wasn't anything Which I can remember Unfortunately 1990 <laughs> but, um, Right um, The last one is there's Oh obviously... no I'm, the,
1: I'm the, I was the same age as you
0: I'm yeah. the
1: same age as you I just watched on TV I'm talking about Sorry
0: Yeah Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, okay. There's obviously, next week, there's a big fight happening, um, which is Mike Tyson's coming back to the ring against Roy Jones Jr. Who do you think is going to win out of them two?
1: Yeah, I might throw you out here. Um, right. Mike Tyson was a phenomenal fighter. Yeah. Phenomenal fighter. Roy, jo- Roy Jones was one of my all-time greats. He was that good. Yeah, He's unbelievable especially. fighter. In his prime. A lot of people see... Uh, Roy Jones and sort of remember Roy Jones from his last 10, his, late, his later 10 years. Yeah, When he was a young, young man, the days of him and, and Hopkins, and, and he was phenomenal, that good. When Eubanks and Ben and people out like that would have, sorry to say, but you would have avoided him when he was in his prime, he was that good. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, they're, they're both older gentlemen and not that much different in age, really. Tyson is a ferocious fighter, and and is all or nothing. Yeah. Can you be all or nothing at his age now? Okay, I've seen some videos of him training, but can you do that for more than three rounds? I don't yeah. think so. I
0: think it's only not six rounds, expensive. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, six round fight. That's it. What?
1: And my oh, no, I think it's eight rounds. I think it's eight rounds. Is it rounds. eight rounds? Not too. I, I can't work out what's the number, To
0: be fair, it seems to be changing quite a lot. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe.
1: Well, if you ask me, um, he's got three amazing rounds, but against someone who's an amazing counter-puncher and very, very clever. Yeah. If this is, I believe Roy Jenny Jones will keep him at the distance, wear him down and make himself look amazing.
0: Yeah, I think um, That's my that... that- opinion. I personally, I think I agree with you on that because I think Tyson's coming back after. I mean, his last fight was what two thousand and two thousand two thousand two. Um, he was fighting. That was that was the end of his career, and you could tell it was the end of his career, Mike Tyson's. But Roy Jones fought recently. I mean, within the last ten years, he's been fighting. he's still got experience of the sport. Um, although it again, it's not been the highest level. But it's, I was
1: over in Miami. Yeah, yeah. I was over in Miami training one of my fights when he when he fought because um, I was I was over there with with one of my sponsors and staff, Alfie Best, and they they, okay. they flew over to I can't remember where, where they flew Philly, I think. And um, he fought who did he fight? The Ben Ackle fight. Oh, oh bloody hell! Anyway, before he I can't remember it was and um a British fighter. So he went he went, he went over and this was so we We're only talking three years
0: ago. Okay, and
1: yeah, And well, it. it was different level still.
0: Yeah, I mean, Tyson, when he was even fighting, even in his first fights, he, he suffered with asthma. So they always said if Tyson ever went past the third, fourth round, he, he was always blowing because if he didn't get you out in the first two or three rounds, you had a pretty decent chance against him. And that's obviously what the likes of um, I mean, the people who've beat him um, along the along the lines, like so Lennox Lewis, um, Buster Douglas in his first, well, when he fought him as well. So, yeah, yeah I think it, I think Roy Jones will will surprise everyone with it, to be fair. I think it could go either way, depending on who gets the big punch in. But I think if Roy Jones boxes him, he yeah. wins, 100%. Um, and, I mean, that that's coming up to the end of the uh, the podcast, which we've got on here. Just one question I wanted to ask. Uh, I wasn't going to ask this question, is but because you've got the Rocky photo on <laughs> the background there, what's your favourite Rocky film? Oh, right. Do you
1: know what? It's obviously um, a long... A long time ago when we was watching them, I loved I used to love Rocky Free, but yes. I love Rocky Free, but I was that age where wrestling was huge and he had, yeah, Hogan. Like, so it so made it made it huge. He's, they're different films now as, as adults. You probably if you show kids it that they, they laugh at them, you know, they're different. Yeah. But to us, as, as a well, me as a kid, you, you weren't even born. No. <laughs> you, but me me as a kid were um they were that was special to me. I was, he he fought another hero of mine of um of Hulk Hogan. You know, yeah. it's quite mad. The ultimate fight. Yeah.
0: No, we um we actually yeah. paid to go um to, to go to a night with Sylvester Sloan a few years ago. Um, me and my dad. Um, because when I was a kid, my dad similar to yourself oh, loved Rocky yeah. Free And um. Yeah, it was always like, you need to watch Rocky Free because of Mr T and Thunderlips in it and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> um, and yeah, we went to go and see him. Yeah, and it was probably one of the best nights of my life. We never met him, but to hear him speaking, going on a box the stories of Rocky was fantastic. But yeah, um, we, we've come up to the end of the, the podcast there, mate. So it's been a pleasure speaking to yourself. Um, is there anything else you want to add? Any, any plugs you want to put across before we leave or are we all good? Yeah. Uh, need that. there's anyone on your... Um... You
1: know, Instagram or wherever I want to ask questions, please just uh, come follow me and I'll, I'll answer any questions. Uh, What's your Instagram? Logo just so everyone always... knows. I think it's at Ben Jones Boxer. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just fire, fire Ben a message over there and I'm, I'm sure you will get Martin back to you well. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. No well, no yeah, problem. that's it, mate. Nice one for joining <laughs> us. Um, cheers for joining Talk Tonight Sports. I've been Liam Hillier. We've had it's Ben pleasure. on. So, pleasure, mate. Um, and keep safe and keep yourself occupied during this lockdown.